I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people. The place where Karens think that they rule the world and that nobody else matters. And in this episode, a psycho Karen gets her son to attack OP while they're in an airport. Guys, as always, the stories are super duper entitled. So sit back, relax, and hey, don't shake your heads too hard. Hit subscribe if you haven't, and the email will be right here for story submissions. Okay, so this happened last summer here in Australia, and I've recently found the police report again, which prompted me to share this story. Mid-January over in Australia is the dead of summer. It can easily get to 40 degrees Celsius outside, and that's 104 Fahrenheit. I was doing my shopping. Well, I was about to, when I passed a car in the parking lot that caught my eye. Now, the car was a standard-looking sedan, but what actually caught my eye was two kids sitting in the back seat, and one of them had a nosebleed that was gushing out. I called triple zero, which is Australia's 911, and immediately asked for police. I then told them very quickly what's going on and then asked for permission to break the window, while already taking my shirt off to protect my fist. Now they actually said no, because that's damage of property. I said I'm doing it anyway, because the longer I wait, the higher the chance that lives would be at risk. I think it finally clicked and they clued into what was going on, and said ambulance and cops were on the way. I told the kids to at least close their eyes and try to shield themselves in any way they could, and then bam, down goes the window. I had attracted a small crowd at this point from my yelling into the phone, but for the most part, I was ignoring them. I opened the doors, and a nice couple had helped me get the kids out and into the air conditioning of the shopping center. So long story short, yes, the cops arrived, and the entitled mother of the kids found her severely dehydrated children on the floor unconscious, and she starts swearing up a storm, demanding to know who had done this to her precious babies. I told her, you did this, you idiot. And then I put my shirt back on. And yes, when she found out who smashed her window, she tried to have me arrested, charged, and sued. She kept yelling at me that I'm going to pay for the damages to her car. The cop, who's a father of two girls I later found out, had torn her a brand new one to shove those claims into. I was half-heartedly warned not to break windows again, but I was unofficially thanked by police. Okay, I just want to say good on OP for acting so quick and saving those kids' lives. Like, stories like this make me so angry, guys. And the fact that the woman had the audacity to try to have OP arrested, charged, and sued for breaking her window. Like, are you guys shaking your heads as hard as I am? Because the alternative is way, way worse, lady. Okay, so speaking of hot cars, check this news article out that I read not too long ago. The headline is, Woman Complains Patrol Car Is Too Hot during her arrest for leaving a child in a hot car. (laughs) Like some friggin' people, right? I I don't even know what to say about this. Okay, so this story is about my sister-in-law and her useless boyfriend. My sister-in-law is my wife's sister. She's a terrific person. Her boyfriend is decidedly not. When it comes to being entitled, he's the gift that keeps on giving. Like, chlamydia. In April of 2020, they lost their jobs due to COVID, and they moved in with us rent-free, until they could get back on their feet. 
we're happy to have sister-in-law. She's been absolutely terrific. She's been pitching around the house, spending time with family, and being my wife's best friend. This is decidedly not true of her boyfriend. The guy just locks himself in the room playing video games all day long. The guy complains about the food, and only recently he agreed to chip in for high-speed internet, which he kept demanding that we pay for, so his online games don't lag. And otherwise makes it clear how much of an imposition it is for him to live in our home rent-free. So sister-in-law was finally able to get a full-time job last month. Their finances are still a mess, but things are improving, and she said they move out in the spring. Honestly, we're gonna miss her, but her boyfriend, the best I can say is I don't care if the door hits him on the way out or not, just as long as he's on the other side of it. Our oldest son is 23 years old. He moved about 30 minutes away back in the fall of 2019, so he could be close to his work. Thankfully, he's remained full-time despite everything going on. In the fall of 2020, he renewed his lease for another year, in a nice but small studio apartment. Recently, a fantastic job opportunity arose for our son. He's moving much further away, which is sad, but it's a great opportunity and we're happy for him. The largest problem for him is his lease, which still has 10 months to go. He spoke with his landlord, who's a good guy. He agreed that he would let our son out of the lease the moment he could rent the apartment to someone else. But the market's been really slow, and he doesn't know how long it would take. I don't blame the landlord a bit. He's being fair. Looking to get out of the lease sooner, our son suggested that sister-in-law and her boyfriend move in. He would move out February 1st, but he would pay for February and March. They would pick up the rent in April. This would give them two more months to get their finances in order, and he'd only be out two months' rent. And as an added bonus, it is closer to sister-in-law's job, and would cut 10 minutes off her daily commute. Everybody's happy, right? Everybody except for her boyfriend, that is. Looking at the apartment, he complained it was too small. He also complained that they would have to pay for food and utilities. You know, the things that he enjoys for free, because my wife and I are paying now. He also complained that he would have to set up his computer in the living room instead of the bedroom. Then he dropped this little nugget. He said, With utilities, it's going to be higher. You should pay all of our rent for the rest of the year, since we're doing you a favor. Now my son assumed that he misheard him and he restated his offer, that he'd pay for February and March rent, meaning that they would get two months rent free in the apartment, and then they'd take over payments in April. But no, that's not good enough. To boyfriend's way of thinking, our son should pay the rent for the remainder of the lease, which is 10 months, and let them live there rent free. Sister-in-law was mortified at her boyfriend for trying to take advantage of our son that way. After months and months of listening to him complain about his suffering while others paid for everything, she finally had enough. She said, Hey, I really like this place, so I'm moving in, but you're not. When we get home, you're packing your stuff up, and I'm driving you to your mother's. No more free rides. We're done. Our son then called with the happy news, on multiple fronts, while they drove home. Instead of 30 minutes, they took an hour to get home, and we were a little concerned. We called, and she confirmed everything was okay. So we assembled the moving boxes for him so he could start packing right away. Why postpone the party? He walked in the door to find everything he needed packed up. Apparently on their ride back, the boyfriend was whining and complaining about their breakup. They stopped to talk for a bit, at which point he said something that creeped her out, and then she asked me to drive him to his mother's, which I was more than pleased to do. We drove about an hour to his mother's place without speaking. I then helped him carry his stuff on the porch, and out of politeness, I extended him my hand and wished him luck. He stared at me and didn't say a word. There was no, hey, thanks for letting me live with you rent-free for almost a year, or tell sister-in-law I'm sorry. He just stared at me like the petulant child he is. 
So my sister-in-law is doing really well. We're gonna miss her moving away. And especially our son moving quite a distance away. But useless entitled boyfriend, we'll miss him about as much as last week's recycling. At least the recycling can be turned into something useful. Ouch, OP. <laughs> like, guys, it's insane how entitled some people can be. Um, I'm only gonna move in if you cover one year of rent, since you owe me a favor for doing you a favor. Oh, okay, and listen to this. So when I first read the story, I was thinking, this guy's gotta be around the same age as the nephew, right? Like, early 20s, since the guy's acting super immature about things. But no, OP comes into the comments and says that this guy is in his late 40s. Oh my goodness gracious, my friends. Like, that somehow makes me even more angry that he's trying to do that to a 23-year-old, right? Like, get your act together, sir. Okay, so this story happened a few days ago. I fly a lot, and I've actually been surprised that the last couple of times I haven't encountered any entitled people or a-holes. In fact, it went pretty smoothly, and I thought, holy, the curse is lifted. But we wouldn't be here if that had stayed the case, now would we? A few weeks ago, I hurt my ankle doing some filming, and I've been ordered to wear a boot and take it easy while my leg heals. It's been a trying time because I thought I'd be better by now, but the healing process on this injury is a slow one. So I arrive at the airport and I opted for a wheelchair for assistance, given how much my foot was hurting. I'm hobbling around in this giant boot, obviously injured, and now with a wheelchair. So it's probably best to leave me alone, right? Checking in and security go fine. Everyone oozes and awes at my cat while I take him out and hold him so security can do their thing. I don't blame them. My first son is a stunner and a cuddlebug. As they're swiping me for bomb residue, I see a kid between 4 and 7 years old. He nudges his mom and then points at me. I think nothing of it. I put my fur baby back in his carrier and hobble back to the wheelchair. I then grab my bag and shoe and I pop the carrier on my lap. And we're good to head to the gate. I make some conversation with the guy helping me out while I do this. I notice the kid and his mom also have this gate. The guy helping me out finally parks me by the gate, and after petting my cat a bit, he heads off. Now, the airport's very crowded. I don't think there's an open seat at our gate at all. Now, if you haven't traveled with wheelchair assistance before, usually one of two things will happen. Either they'll leave you at the wheelchair by the gate and you can walk to the plane with the rest of the passengers, or in some cases, they'll directly wheel you to the plane door. This time, I was left by the gate. I put the carrier on the ground next to me and I make sure I have my stuff from security. Eventually, I'm just around on my phone waiting for the flight when I feel a tap on my shoulder. I then pull off my headphones and it's the mom. She's got her crotch goblin next to her. He seems to be interested in my cat, so I watch him slightly to make sure that he doesn't poke or pull on him or do something to hurt him. I don't mind him looking and playing peekaboo though. The mom then says, Excuse me, hi, my name's Karen. Not her real name, obviously. I say to her, Oh, hi Karen, how's it going? At this, she sighs and says, Ugh, I need you to get up. I then ask her, Is everything okay? Did something roll under my chair? I can move my chair so you can look if you need. The Karen then says to me, no, 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 no. I don't need you to move the chair. I need you out of the chair. I then look at her and say, may I ask why? The Karen then says, look, my son's tired and he needs a place to sit. And clearly there's no seats around. As you can see, the airport's very busy. Now I'm thinking, um, excuse me? I then let out a nervous laugh and say, oh, I'm sorry. I think I'm just gonna stay in the chair. My leg is hurting. And she then interrupts me and says, You're laughing at my child's pain? I say to her, no, 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 I'm sorry, you just caught me off guard. I thought you needed my help with something. She then says, I do. 
I need you to get up so my boy can sit. I tell her, as I've said, I'll be staying in my chair. Maybe there's some seats between the gates where you and your son could wait. It wouldn't be a far walk. Karen replies with, Are you even listening? He's tired now. If he's tired, why would I make him walk around to look for empty seats? How does that make sense? I tell her, I'm injured. It would also be too far for me to walk and painful to go find my own seats if I were to give up my wheelchair. She then says, We saw you standing in security. You can stand. Here. She then hits the wall next to me for emphasis, and she says, You have somewhere to lean, so please, give us the chair. Again, I say to her, No, please, leave me alone. She then says, Really? You won't help a poor child? You're that heartless? Now at this point, I don't say anything. I just grab my headphones and put them back in because this conversation's over. I'm done. Not two minutes later, as I'm minding my own business, engrossed in my phone and ignoring the outside world, I feel this tug on my boot, and then enormous pain going through my foot. The kid is trying to climb onto me. He used my boot as a step stool and tried to hop onto my lap to sit. Obviously, the second I felt him on me, I kind of pushed him off out of instinct. I'm not a jungle gym. Of course, when the Karen sees this, she comes screaming how I could attack her child. The gate attendant also saw the commotion, and she comes over to see what's wrong. Before I can say anything, the Karen screaming to her and says, She hurt my baby. Did you see that? She attacked him. I want her off this flight. So as of right now, I'm still in my chair, the kid's on the ground crying of course, and the Karen's practically trying to shove me out of my chair. I'm still in a fair amount of pain and now extremely pissed off that this woman's making a scene. The attendant says, Ma'am, what exactly are you trying to do here? The Karen screams at her and says, I need this chair. Look, tell her that she'll be allowed on the plane again if she gets out of the wheelchair and gives me the chair. The attendant says, Ma'am, she's done nothing wrong. Please leave her alone. The chair is for her. She's an injured traveler. The Karen screaming, No. The chairs for people who need it, and right now, my son needs it. She's been rude, and did you not see that she attacked my son? If she won't give me her chair, I want her removed from the flight. The attendant tells her, ma'am, you are harassing other passengers, and that's not allowed. Now I'm gonna give you one chance to calm down, apologize, before I escalate this. Karen's grasping at straws at this point, and she tries to get me in trouble by screaming, how is she even allowed on a plane with that thing? She then points to my cat and says, That's illegal. That cat is probably feral and it'll attack everyone during the flight. Now I'm fed off and now pissed that she's going on for so long and says, Lady, I've asked you multiple times to leave me alone. My cat is allowed to be here and travel with me and it seems that he's a lot better trained and well behaved than your little boy. Though I'm not surprised he's turning out this way when his mother is behaving like a child. Now get out of my face before I have you charged with harassment. The attendant also tells her, ma'am, she's allowed to have a cat. It's perfectly legal and within airline rules. Your behavior, however, is not. This is my last warning. Please leave the passenger alone. The Karen is red in the face. She pulls her kid up and starts walking away. And they stand about five feet away from me, just glaring at me. I'm now wary and I'm keeping an eye on them. She then whispers something to her son and before I know it, he's running at me full speed and basically aiming for my cat carrier. I don't know what he planned to do, but my mama cat instincts kicked in and I stuck my leg out just in time. The kid basically jumped and fell on my foot that effectively blocked him from landing on my cat. The attendants had enough. 
She calls for security and then comes to check on me, as I'm now crying along with the spawn of Satan. The kid runs back to his mom and now the Karen's holding him and she looks ready to tear into me. I then ask her, why would you send your kid to attack me or my cat? This is the second time he's gotten hurt doing something stupid you told him to do. Karen then says, I would never. And that's when her kid says, but mom, you said to sit on the kitty's box and to squish him as hard as I can. Security arrives and the attendant tells them that they need to remove a passenger. And the Karen, for some effing reason, still thinks she's in the right. And she steps aside telling the guys, She's right there. Take her away. She hurt my kid. The attendant and I share a gobsmacked look before she turns to the Karen and says, Ma'am, you and your child will not be allowed to fly with us today. Security will escort you out and your bags will be retrieved when possible. Please gather your things and follow these gentlemen. Hearing this, the woman looked like someone slapped her with a fish and she says, What do you mean? She's the one who's being rude. You need to kick her off the flight. I'm fine. I haven't done anything wrong. My son and I will be getting on the plane, so we will be staying. The attendant tells her, again, you will not be allowed on the flight, so please leave calmly with these men or they will drag you out. The woman tries to protest some more, but eventually she takes her hellspawn and leaves with security, cussing me out and telling me that Jesus has a special place in hell for people like me. So I get to fly in peace. I had to go to the doctors the next day, and my ankle definitely didn't take those hits well. I'll be in a boot longer than anticipated. The airline did call me to get my statements and offered me vouchers as compensation for my troubles. They also informed me that that passenger has been barred from traveling with their airline in the future. I think they're just happy that I'm not pressing charges. What a crazy, crazy story. Like, if your kid's legs are tired, why not just have him sit on the floor, right? Like, why have to pester someone who's clearly injured? From reading all these stories, I'm starting to think that Karen seek out disabled and injured people on purpose. Because that, that's what it feels like, right? Like the number of stories where Karens force others out of wheelchairs so they can sit or their kid can sit is actually mind-boggling to me. Oh, and here's a picture of OP's cat. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Several years ago, my wife and I got married in early winter. We basically eloped after a fairly short courtship, though I had met her family and she had met mine. However, our families had not yet met each other. But after some planning, we were able to make arrangements for our families to meet in February, around Valentine's Day. We decided to meet up in a small scenic tourist town in some mountains that was sort of between where my brother and I lived. Our families met and everything went quite well and everybody seemed to be hitting it off. 
But early on, my brother had told us that his friend, the entitled person of this story, would be driving through the area with his girlfriend, and he would just pop in to say hi. Now I had known this entitled person for several years, and while generally he's a friendly guy, he is pretty spoiled and quite entitled. In all honesty, what followed is just one in a series of other stories I have about this guy, and the major reason why I try to avoid him. But I thought he would be fine in a small dose, and I was happy to have been married, so I didn't care. So the entitled guy and his girlfriend arrive around noon and congratulate us. They say hi to the families, and in general, we have some pleasant conversation for an hour or so as we walk around the little town. Eventually, we told the guy it was wonderful to see him, but we were quite hungry and we were going to start looking for somewhere to grab lunch. He then says, No problem, that sounds great. We're hungry too. Now at this, we all sort of just look at each other for a moment before my mom says, Oh, well then, why don't you and the girlfriend join us, entitled person? My mom had planned to treat us all for lunch anyway, though she had not counted on the entitled person, but it was a wonderful time. So after lunch, we tried to say goodbye to the entitled guy again but he was having none of it. He and his girlfriend walked back to the hotel with us, but they were hanging out in the rooms my family was staying in, and we assumed that would be that. Our families then met up for a celebratory dinner that my in-laws had wanted to treat us to, and of course, the guy and girlfriend tagged along. We then say, hey man, this is really just a family dinner for us, so... To which the guy replies, oh, that's okay, we don't mind. Again, there were awkward pauses, and my gracious in-laws basically end the silence by inviting them to join us. They proceed to order very expensive meals and drinks while steering the conversation towards themselves. It was super weird. We then split up for the night, and my wife and I went out for a walk, and we just kind of laughed at how weird and socially out of touch the guy and his girlfriend are. But at least we would have one and a half days without them. But I was wrong. We wake up the next morning, and we meet up for breakfast. The hotel had a free breakfast buffet, and guess who's there? The entitled guy and his girlfriend are eating everything under the sun in the hotel. They had stayed in my family's room and of course couldn't move on without eating free breakfast. After breakfast, we were going to town to walk around and grab lunch. Perfect! The guy and girlfriend always wanted to eat at this restaurant. When we grabbed some dessert, they both wanted two scoops, please. They stayed with us the entire trip, and the number of times they picked up a check was zero. The number of times they paid for themselves was zero. And the whole trip they were driving out for anyway, that never happened. It's proven to be a funny and expensive little story that our family still laugh at. Now, the funniest and strangest part of the whole event was that somehow we came into possession of his girlfriend's iPhone charging cable. Not the adapter, just the cable. The kind that you can buy for about a cost of a sandwich. And I kid you not, for the next week or so, the entitled guy was calling me to try to get his cable back. But what was funny and classic entitled person was that he always tried to orchestrate picking up the cable from us when we were out at dinner or someplace fun where he was obviously going to try to get free food and activities from us. The guy was audibly disappointed over the phone when I told him that I was just going to leave it behind the wheel of my car. And unfortunately, we haven't seen him since. Man, I have no idea how OP and the family didn't just tell the two to politely F off. Like sometimes when you're too polite, you do get taken advantage of. And obviously it doesn't help that the family did offer to pay for the guy and his girlfriend many, many times. And that definitely doesn't help the entitled attitude at all, guys. And that brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the stories today. I hope you didn't shake your heads too much. And hey, if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'm going to link it right here. Opie's parents ignore his advice and learn a super duper expensive lesson. 
Go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy, we'll see you guys in the next one. We love you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.